happen when you run out of the money. There's no, there's no funding sources left. You'll dry up the community resources of this small town. Hold on, today go. This is something new. I'm upset. I'm simply because we have not been told anything. We have enough props, and that's clear by the condition of the roads in this state. An explosive board meeting in Joliet. It was standing room only. Residents there say they were blindsided to learn that migrant shelters could soon be popping up in their city. Now many of those community members are calling on the township to reject the $8.6 million awarded by the governor. Casey Cronus is in Joliet with the fireworks. Public comment went on for hours, and the overwhelming majority of residents who spoke are against the plan. One even calling it, and I quote, disgraceful. If people, if people are disruptive in the meeting, then they will be asked to leave the meeting. So they want everybody to be quiet. You're being disruptive because you don't want to, you don't want to pay tax dollars for some folks that are illegals to be coming in your town. So you're being disruptive. They want you to leave the meeting because of that, right? A fiery meeting in Joliet. We don't want this. Put the township board in the hot seat. This is our township, and we wish to be included and give our consent. Under a proposal submitted to the state by Supervisor Angel Contreras. We are here to listen to your concerns. Joliet Township would create three migrant centers and one clinic. One of those sites would be the Peter Claver That's Center. That's crazy. I think we were misled. Another, the Hartman Rec Center. But now the Joliet Park District is rescinding its lease offer, claiming it had no idea the township wanted. That's very interesting. Let's look at this visual right here. Now, anybody wants to look at Fox 32 Chicago, the title was Explosive Meeting in Joliet Over Migrant Funding. Fair use, fair use. Another at the, the 127 mark. But now the Joliet. Now I'm at the 120. I'm at the one minute and 27 second mark. Outside this same community center that they're talking about opening up for illegals, you got a black person sitting outside, Joliet homeless. Park District is rescinding its lease offer. I'm looking at Wait, it right here. This is a black person that's sitting there with her shopping cart. It looks like she has a green bag that looks like there's a pop or a bottle of water. And she has her comforter by a picnic table sitting outside. It looks like it's a black woman. Had no idea the township can't, can't get no, can't get no damn homeless help. Now she can't get no support. She probably been homeless forever and she can't get no homeless support. Yet and still, you got folks that ain't been here five minutes, ain't paid a damn tax. I know this woman probably been living in the city of Juliet. She might have, uh, Joliet. She's probably lived in Chicago or wherever. I bet that sister done paid taxes in her early 20s. I reckon that she's in her 40s now. Wanted to use it as a site for migrants. Some say this is a humanitarian crisis and communities should be doing what they can to help. People are coming here for safety. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. I ain't gonna lie, like, especially like when People I see the babies. Here for safety and a better way of life. But others say Joliet does not have the capacity to support 1,900 asylum seekers. We are unprepared of something that we didn't know about. It's all about resources and about tax dollars. Like I, you, 
man, it's really not our problem, especially as foundational black Americans. It's not our problem, man. You know, I, I can't, I can't help but to look at when I see, you know, kids, babies, they ain't got nothing to do with it, man. They ain't got not, they ain't got nothing to do with it. You know, I did see a video and I don't know if somebody put it up, but I seen, it was pretty heartbreaking. It was a toddler, you know, I'm a human. So, you know, I got to look at it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like I seen a, I think they were at a border and they had razor blades. Um, and it was some razor blades, razor blade wire. And I think it was some, some illegals that was trying to get through the border and they were trying to sit in their toddler under the razor blades. And I said, damn, man, I said, you know, you know, with, with kids and babies, man, I, I got, you know, I, I got a certain heart for it, man. But I was sitting there thinking about something. Who's this motherfucker that's recording? This is an adult. You didn't put the damn camera down and help the toddler? Because the toddler was under the cardboard. All right. So I'm like, did y'all put this together or something like that? Because I'm not about to sit there with no fucking camera. Now, I know you're a journalist. You're trying to showcase, okay, yeah, this is the things that these families are going through. They're leaving. They don't have money. They don't have food. They don't have water. As another human being, you looking at it like, okay, yeah, you know, I get it. I get it. I understand. I blame the fucking politicians in the country. That's who I blame. And I'm wondering, I'm looking at Venezuela like, why y'all ain't taking care of your business? Because your people out here starving. Okay, let's get back to the issue at hand. Now, somebody's holding the camera. It's almost like when I used to see a lot of these places, and they'd be like, oh, Africa, the kids need money. This, this. And you got some motherfucker holding the camera, and they sitting there watching this shit happen. And it might be a kid that's falling or a kid that's down. I'm like, man, I'm not about to sit there and just take pictures of that shit. I'm going to try to feed him, give him some water. Oh, he doesn't have water. And oh, you know, the hyena is going to attack him. Well, I'm going to try to fuck up that hyena. Why am I sitting there with a camera? You know what I'm saying? It's like some of this shit where you seen like the little black girl in Long Beach was getting beaten up, you know, by these, by these uh, I think they were Tongan or they were, they were, they were Asian or Pacific Island. I don't know what they was, but she was with her little Hispanic friends and they sat there and let her watch her get her ass whooped. And it was on camera. Folks is actually watching somebody get brutalized on camera. I got a problem with that, man. I, I'm starting to really wonder like, okay, this doesn't add up. Likewise, Mayor Terry Darcy wants the grant application withdrawn. It's just not tenable. We cannot do what the grant says. And I found out in the news like everyone else did. I had no knowledge this grant was being Man, applied for. This is done on purpose. This, this is not by design. This is not by design. Oh, oh, by, by the way, I, I, I'm not I'm not getting off your bus. The U.S. ain't got no culture, nigga. I, I'm not letting up on this. Never. I now they call him Rodriguez Music, aka the Latin Luther. Was there a Luther in Puerto Rico in the Caribbean? No disrespect. 
This ain't no this ain't no disrespect to the Puerto Rico and the Caribbean. I had a great time in Puerto Rico when I went. But did you have a Luther Vandross down there? I think not. Where did you where did you get where did you learn about Luther? Where did you learn about Luther? I'm I'm just wondering where, where did you learn about Luther Vandross? Well, what country was that? I don't know. I don't know. And I shouldn't have to fair use this because this ain't this ain't Luther. This is this is Ron T, Ron Ron uh, T, T Guerreras. Somebody called him Luther Ale Alexandros. <laughs> Next they gonna be saying Luther Vandross learned from learn from Pablo or something, man. They going off the deep end. They trying to erase niggas. Like niggas ain't the originators of this shit. They really going off the deep end with this, man. Telling you, what other music he got? They call they calling him the Latin Luther. They calling him the Latin Luther. Somebody calling him T.O. Luther. Somebody says, see what happens when you perform for a black audience. And see, black black folks ain't hating. Black folks ain't hating. Now, mind you, now, like I said, we ain't hating. But let's keep it 100. Oh, interesting. I, I, I'm using this as a case study, y'all. See, y'all just think I'm just one of these niggas just sitting up here. No. I want y'all to understand something. While folks is trying to wipe us out. Now, this dude, this dude is Latino. This dude ain't black. Ain't nobody hating on him. Welcome to the summer. I'm looking at the gram. I do my investigative at the Bagland podcast. I ain't bullshitting, nigga, please. Nigga, please. Festival season is upon us and a lot of shows to choose from. Looking forward to seeing you out and about this month. Excited to be headlining the inaugural KU Med Juneteenth Jazz Festival on June 16th on the University of Kansas Medical Center campus. Interesting. June 2023, Leewood, Kansas, Park Place, American Reserve. KC Daiquiri Shop Bistro, American Reserve again, Kansas City. Bamboo Room again, KU Juneteenth Jazz Festival. All these dates off Luther Vandross. Fat Joe, talking about the, 
hip hop. Hip hop is is a combination. The other, the other dude talking about hip hop is a combination. No, it wasn't no combination. Wasn't no combination, nigga. We did it first. We did it all. Y'all came later. The very idea that folks actually even uttering that out their mouth is insane. And the corporate structure is backing it. BET, of course. They ain't owned by no niggas no more. It was halfway decent when a nigga owned it. It was halfway decent. I don't even want to give it all away. Halfway decent. But I'm just using this as a case study, y'all. I just happened to luck up on this. But I had to analyze it for what it's worth. I ain't hating on the guy. You got somebody black down here talking about you need to make your way to the East Coast DMV, North Carolina, South Carolina, New Jersey, New York. You sound really good. Eating off our brother. Rest in peace, Luther Vandross. You look at this dude. You look at this dude right here, man. 12,000 followers. Let's look at his website. Because see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He And he sounds good. I'm not going to knock him. He sounds good. He probably listened to Luther. He probably said, you know what? I'm about to sing this nigga shit and I'm going to make a bag. Nobody's hating on him. It's a lot of black folks that's supporting him. The point that I'm trying to make is when you have folks out here that's trying to deny that we started the shit, that's very dangerous. I'm going to tell you why. When you can eradicate a culture and when you could pretty much propagate a lot of lies, then you can eradicate the people. Look at this. Missouri Lottery and Magic 107.5 FM present District Rhythms. Two-time Grammy-winning vocalist and songwriter Peebo Bryson on the stage with vocalist Ron Gutterides starting at 6 p.m. So he up there with Peebo Bryson. Peebo Bryson been around for forever. And then you got Ron, and he's standing there bowling ball. He's standing there. He He's standing next to, to Roland. Yeah, he's standing, yeah. He's standing next to Roland, of course. He's standing next to Roland. I know who I am. First of all, I'm Roland Martin. I'm a man. Okay. I'm a man. Do you identify as a black man? Oh, first of all, I identify as a man. NAACP niggas. He probably got clicked in with the NAACP niggas. I ain't hating on him. He's, he's He's getting his bag. About Ron, vocal versatility. Founding member of the Topeka Jazz Workshop. Jazz, country, Christian, pop, R&B. Rich vocals, soulful vocals, performances alongside Michael McDonald, Wynonna Judd, Rita Moreno, B.B. King. Yeah. Nashville's premier jazz festival performances for the NAACP, them Negroes. So, yeah. Headline the, the Riyadh Jazz Festival in Fez, Morocco. Fez, plebiscite. <laughs> oh, man. Fez, Morocco, plebiscite island. Oh, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Plebiscite Island, man. So he did a he did a show on Plebiscite Island. Yeah, I mean he sounds good. 
I ain't knocking him. He, this dude said the guy sounds good. I, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, Buster and, and Joe. Yeah, who who is he emulating? Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not emulating folks from Mexico or wherever he's from. He ain't emulating them. Not one. He emulate the greats. We ain't knocking them. Man, we got greats, man. We got greats. Hold on, hold on. We got greats. We got greats, nigga. Let's say. Let's keep going. Um, sex in Atlanta. K Michelle put Tank on the spot. Hey, we need we need a freestyle. We need an R and B freestyle. Come on, you sang too? Let y'all, okay? Oh, shit. Sex in Atlanta. Man, I'm telling you. She was from a small town. She had never been around real stars before. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Come on! Yeah. She came to the strip club for some wings and things. Let's say. I told her about a place. Uh, I told her that I know the scene. She said, Where we going now? I said, To my room, to my room, to my room, to my room. Man, please. She started in Puerto Rico. Get the fuck out of here. Shit ain't, ain't nothing starting Puerto Rico, nigga. The, 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 the shit is come on, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all must be smoking crack, fitting all hair when you smoking on you, nigga. You smoking on that shit, man. That Pookie had, nigga. You smoking on that shit that Pookie had, man, in New Jack City. Nigga, you smoking on that shit that Pookie had in New Jack City, nigga. Folks was really, they really got the nerve to act like niggas here ain't created all. I'm 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 gonna keep on, I'm gonna keep on talking my shit, man. We can't let them lies go. We can't have it. Dope fiend. See, this is this is what they smoking on. This this is scene right here. He had the American flag. They got the guitar going. And then he got the sour face. <laughs> I'll play that one more time. He threw it down. See, the next thing what they gonna do is they they gonna try to say, oh, well, this 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 was this was created by Fernando and, and Billy Bob. Billy Bob gonna they, look. 
they gonna they gonna say that this was created by Billy Bob right here, man. This is what they gonna do. In a minute, come on, man. Space Age pimping. That's they gonna start saying that Space Age pimping. Are you serious? They gonna start saying that the blues was created by some white dude. And the moonwalk. That's what they gonna start saying that the moonwalk was created by a Latino or a white dude. That was Space Age. That was man. That was another good album in our lifetime. Eight Ball and MJG. They gonna start saying bullshit like that. Don't this remind you of the Eight Ball and MJG? This is live from three, live from the underground. This reminds me of that. You could tell. Crit, crit studied hard. With the Cadillac coming from the Cadillac coming from the solar system, crash landing. Man, come on, man. What what nigga you know? What nigga you know? Man, come on, y'all y'all better stop fucking playing with the founder with the descendants of slaves, nigga. We the kings of this shit. We ain't hating on nobody, man. Man, facts is fucking facts. Fuck out of here. I'm gonna keep talking about this shit. What nigga you know did a song with BB King, nigga? Talking about the slaves. In a minute, they gonna start saying Negro spirituals came from the Latinos or something, man. Y'all, man, this it's it's man, come on, man. That's crazy. Come on, man. So that's what I'm saying. They keep saying that, well, hey, this was it was a shared experience. And it's man, please. Then everything was a shared experience by definition. Let's go into the foundational report right here. This is about a whaling brother. Write an article about the black whale. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. To write an article about the black whale and Captain William A. Martin. Despite growing up on an island and one of the whaling capitals, you know, my Fair use. life. And I was astounded to find a black man could become a captain in the 1800s. In fact, 50 black and Native American men became captains during 200 years of whaling. Finley's book is Whaling Captains of Color, America's First Meritocracy. Of the 175,000 people we know that pursued a career in whaling, we're fairly certain that as many as 30 and perhaps as many as 40% of all of them were people of color. Why don't we know this? This wasn't something that historians were you know, writing down until we black people take control of our destiny. We have to write about our past. Right. So someone hid that. Because the thing is, you would have put it out there if you ain't have no problem with that. Right. Right. The word black exploitation came up. Because fair use, Vlad. We were making money, more money than the whites were making. Mind films across the street with drawing crowds, three to hallway. Black Caesar was drawing crowds mm-hmm. over across the street. Other films weren't. So right. it was the terminology created by Hollywood to demise, to make jerk joke out of all the films that had black stars. They created this philosophy. Now, unfortunately. The NAACP mm. grasped it and perpetuated 
and kept using it all the time. This is Fred Williams' latest black exploitation movie. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm talking to them, I said, who the hell's being exploited? Right. Everybody is working. There's more blacks on the screen now than ever. You got blacks starring in films now. I'm not, I'm not exploited. I'm happy with the money I'm getting. And so I, don't, I never understood what it really meant. NAACP, didn't I mention them Negroes earlier? And not every, I don't think it's everybody, but a good most, a good most of them niggas, man. Jeez. See, we have, we have a, we have a lot of Sambos. I wanted to give a shout out to something that my homie Titan passed me. I never thought about this, but this was like, you know, Dilla produced like the early Megan Thee Stallion. Listen to this. She's like a she's like a Megan. And I want this came out in 1996. I'm out in the street and it's UIP. I bring you with me to make my night complete. And now my only thought is how long you gonna They're called the cats. Come fly with me. So it's a, I think it's a group of sisters. I run my tongue back and forth as I begin to lick it. The more that I suck, ooh, the better the taste. And sometimes you leave sticky stuff on my face, but it don't bother me none. Cause I like what I done And I do it all again Cause it's all in fun Too much of your sugar Could be bad for my health But I'd spend all my money Cause I don't need no wealth You sweet sticky thing You make me wanna sing Like Anita Baker Because of the joy you bring You never go too fast Never ever too quick That's why I be loving Them Jolly Rancher apple sticks This kinda knocks too Yeah, and I guess the Latinos started that too. I guess they were the ones that inspired Jay Dilla. <laughs> man, it just don't stop, man. It just don't fucking stop. Now, I wanted to give a special shout out to Detroit because I thought about horrorcore. There was a guy by the name of Esham that I used to always see, and I believe it was the Source magazines back in the day. I think it was the Source magazines, or it might have been XSL, XXL. Might have been the Murder Dog magazine, too, so y'all don't know about that. They want to talk about culture. They want to talk about culture. Who, who created the Murder Dog magazines? I'm just wondering. Just wondering. But Horrorcore, I believe, came out in the 80s. You had people like Gangsta Nip. That would have been considered in the Ghetto Boys. Detroit had a, a large foothold in the underground, quote-unquote, horrorcore music. And, you know, I used to listen to a lot of Brother Lynch. So that would have been considered horrorcore. So theoretically, I'm going to go to say. Now, let me find some Esham real quick. And then I want to play. Some other music. I don't want to get strike fair use YouTube fair use. So let me say now he doesn't make it. This kind of music no more. Oh, he's still doing. Okay. He's still doing. Uh, All right. Let me see here. I think the in, Insane Clown Posse um, also. 
Yeah, so this dude's been around since the 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 nineties, and I think I think in the eighties. I think in the eighties. And I think Danny Brown is let me see what he's got to say about Danny Brown, tell me about Detroit rap. Isham. Oh shit, you taking it back as a rap. Isham. I actually discovered Esham just one day being a kid, and I was walking around, and I found the tape on the ground, and I picked it up, and I went home, and it Fair was actually use. Esham's Judgment Day. It didn't have no writing on it or nothing, and I listened to the show. I was like, what the fuck? You know, what is this is crazy. And when my cousin came in. He's like, man, you listening to Esham? You're going to go to hell. And I and I didn't listen to Esham no more until I was old enough to understand his genius. You I love that you found it on a tape, just on the ground. Yes, yeah, just a tape, just a random tape on the ground, and I just picked it up, and I played it. It's getting hot up in this bitch ring the fire alarm. I'm gone. I'm thugged out. I was raised in a drug. Let me see. Let me see if I can find some old Esham. He got a song. Okay, booming words from hell. Word after word. What is this? This sound like this way I'm old. He let me grow up in the motherfucking ghetto Thanks for nothing, motherfucker, that's for real One of the Ten Commandments is thou shall not kill Tell that motherfucker with the gun in my face Or should I run from this place and get shot in the back That's an act of insanity Please, no profanity, says the radio But fuck you, I'ma do what I wanna do I'm Now this dude got the feeler outfit And it looks like he got the 5.0 on them blades Is it there? Boom, booming words from hell this must have been yeah this was a minute i don't know what year this came out let me see another this another one this had to been the early 90s or the late 80s it had to been it had to been. There's a reason why I bring this up. There is a reason why I bring this up. Because this dude was a pioneer. Let's see here. Oh, wait a minute. And that's why I said, okay, when it comes to horrorcore... Now, when you listen to a lot of the dark beats, you gotta give you gotta give Detroit. When it comes to horrorcore, you you know you gotta give Detroit their props because theoretically, if you listen to stuff like even some of Eminem stuff, some of uh, you know like Brother Lynch, if you listen to the to the horrorcore, they've kind of birthed. Two different kind of beats when you think about it. Two different kind of, you know, uh genres of music when it comes to horrorcore. These beats are real grimy. I swear Vezo. That's like a horrorcore beat, right? They sound kind of like drill, but it's like they own. They got the what I like about what Vezo stuff is it's like it ain't you know how people got all these damn choruses and I mean it's like straight underground. It might be a song for two minutes and he's just spitting. You see what I'm saying? 
So if you look on the like, when I look up the the Vezo beats, here's some of the, it's a bunch of them. Don't this sound like horrorcore? This sound, this sound grimy as hell. It sound like a movie. I like this. They got their own style. What's up, BG? Yeah, that's their own style. That's a, I guess that's the Detroit style. They got their own style. You can't knock it. Arguably, some of the biggest trappers came out of out of, out of Detroit. BMF. Everybody wanted to be like BMF. Well, I'm just saying history is history. We're talking about history. We're talking about culture. We're not talking about whether it's good or bad. We're just saying. It's culture. Now, I want to give an update from the Washington State Department of Agriculture. I know this kind of throws you off in the loop, but I always get these these newsletters. Remember, I did a sex trip and murder hornets, you know, about three years ago. And so we're talking about politics, tech and tangibles. You know, so every now and then I'll sprinkle y'all with a little bit of information. And I was kind of looking, they said, WSDA trappers catch 103 spongy moths. Now, I'm looking at spongy moths. What is that, that going to do? Well, the stun, it says the spongy moths were caught as part of the WSDA pest program's regular summer moth survey program during which more than 20,000 traps were placed around the state this year. Of the moths trapped, 81 were in Thurston County with 77 trapped near Steamboat and Island Road, making that the most moths trapped in one area in more than 30 years. Other counties with spongy moth catches include Pierce, Skagit, King, San Juan, and Snohomish. Now, they've monitored and successfully prevented spongy moth from establishing the state since 1974. In each year, the state has new introductions of the invasive pests from people moving from eastern U.S., where 20 states are permanently infested with the moth or more rarely through the ports. Spongy moth is an extremely destructive pest that threatens entire forests, parks, and neighborhood trees and shrubs. The moths can defoliate acres of trees during outbreaks, which can result in the death of millions of trees and the destruction of native habitat for countless species. Species. There you go. You're not going to hear that on any other podcast. You are not. You're simply not. Ain't going to happen. It's absolutely not going to happen. What other clips do we got? We're going to keep it going. We'll play that in a minute. I'll come back to that. Let's see what else we got. We need some music. Let's get some music going here till we till we get it going. Oh, this one's gonna be rough, but but I like her. I like her honesty. I wanna be loved, 
I want marriage. You know, a lot of us get on here, we act tough, and we be like, I don't want a man, I don't need a man, but I want help. I want to be loved. I want somebody to love me. I want somebody I can be vulnerable with. The problem is, and I'm not crying, y'all, because I'm saying I'm crying, y'all, because it's like a release right now. But the problem for me, y'all, is that all the relationships that I had with men were not about love. It was about survival for me. I know how to fuck. I know how to cook. I know how to clean. I know how to seduce a man. I do not know how to love a man. Mm. And then to have a son because of those choices that I was making, y'all. And I got pregnant really, really fast. I got pregnant within 90 days of knowing my baby daddy. Damn. And we don't talk about this shit because it's embarrassing and it hurts. It fucking hurts. And I'm mad with me. I'm not mad at men. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at my life. I'm I'm, I'm mad at me because I don't know how to fix me. I don't know how to fix it. That's that's accountability. That's the shit that hurts. It's realizing that hey, I got some shit with me that I don't know how to fucking fix. And in turn, because I don't know how to fix that shit, I'm fucking up other people around me. I want to be loved. I want marriage. That's accountability. Ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's what accountability looks like. That is very accountable. And it's very sad. I'm not going to make no jokes. I'm not going to say nothing slick. This sister is basically saying, yo, um, I'm, I'm really trying to figure this out. I can't love a man. And she understands. She knows because she's seeing her child grow up like, wait a minute, this ain't the way it's supposed to be. So she's basically trying to cry. She's crying out and she's, she's telling the truth. She's like, hey, man, this is it. This is what's going on. You don't hear a lot about that. You got a lot of narcissists out here. So she's trying. She's not trying to take the narcissist approach. And you know what? Somebody could appreciate that. She's saying, well, look, this is something that I got to work on. This is something that I really got to work on. Now, here's some more bars. Here's some more positive bars. Well, the other one wasn't the most positive, but this, this, this is this is some game. The ones that I did not create. They're allowed. Oh, here we go. For children, the ones that I did not create. They're allowed to do what you do. They sleep all day. They don't. They don't come out of the room. They. Ooh, they don't do what they need to do. Wait a minute. Hold up. I want you to come over here. I want you to watch this. Uh -oh. Let me show you something. Go sit over there. Watch the teacher. I have a little concern because your sons are not demonstrating that they are learning to be the kind of man I know you want them to be. They're going to demonstrate the kind of man you teach them to be. And I'm not really sure what to do about that. Fair use. Can, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. That's how you do that. The woman has to talk to her man to get him to move the way she needs him to move. You're not going to get nothing with that. For children, the ones that I did not create, 
they're allowed to do what you do. They sleep all day. They don't they don't come out of the room. They Ooh, they don't do what they minute, need to do. Wait a minute, hold up. I want you to come over here. I want you to watch this. Let me show you something. Go sit over there. I want you to watch something. Peep this old school game. Peep this old school game. A lot to learn right there. A lot to learn right there. Let's play some most some most stuff. Angela Stanton King. Here, here we go. Somebody's fighting for black children. Angela Stanton King, a former congressional candidate, also owner, black owner of Auntie Angie's House. We are a black-owned organization in Fulton County, and we were created to combat the black maternal health crisis. As a black woman, I am offended that so many of my black brothers and sisters have aligned with white liberals to believe that they're doing us a favor by somehow aborting our children. These are the same people that say black lives matter without understanding that black life begins in the womb. In Fulton County, Georgia, in the year of 2020 alone, in Fulton County, there were 6,070 abortions. Out of those 6,070 abortions, 4,550 of those abortions were on black women and black babies. That means that out of every four abortions in Fulton County, three of them are on black babies. Hmm. Angela Stanton King, a former congressional candidate. Interesting. Black Lives Matter, right? Here we go. Oh, this is going to touch some nerves. Black Lives Matter, right? So, like... And and you, you actually, are an intelligent yeah. black man. Here we go, bars. Stains Don't play it so light. And and you, you actually, are an intelligent yeah. black man. You are the master of your own fate. The white man has been scared of you for years because of everything that is in your blood. That all you need to do is activate, and you will become the captain, the man of whatever you set your mind to. For 400 years, we were held in captivity. We built this country for them, and they still expect us to pay taxes. And yet, we've managed to thrive. They didn't have to do no work. They have 400 years of free labor. Facts. And we still have become millionaires and billionaires and this and that. Imagine if we actually really took that and put it to work. Imagine what you could do. Stop playing it so light. You're heavy. Talk heavy, baby. Talk heavy. It looked like Jaguar Wright. I'm not sure who that was. I don't know. But, uh, no, you, you got to be heavy. You got to be heavy. And, and should, should I remind you? Do I need to remind you? Barack Obama being president. But, but Barack Obama is a joke. Should I remind you? Biden butt kissers? What do you kissers? think of Barack Obama being president? But, but Barack Obama is a joke. Barack Obama didn't do a darn thing for black folk. As a matter of fact, he hurt black folk in two ways. First of all, he had eight years to do something for black folk. But he carefully and judiciously involved, and uh, and judiciously involved, avoided doing anything for black folk. And most of my white friends told me in politics, and I I was always with president governors. They say, hey, we would never have voted for Obama if we known black. But he's gonna do something for black folk. We knew he would never do anything for black folk. Mm -hmm. And so, but that's the first thing. He never did anything for black folk. But he did, but he he used that old thing that they did in uh, back in Philadelphia in 1789. He used very broad, ambiguous terms. I'm the, I'm the president of all the people. They got they say they like to say a rising tide lifts all boats. That's a stupid thing. Yeah, because the black cause black people boat got a hole in it. That's right. It's in the bottom of the damn lake. Yeah. 
some dumbass Negro says, how does a president, any president who literally can't make laws do something specific for a group of people? Well, Asian hate crime bill. <laughs> I mean, that's very simple. Very simple. He says, please tell me what he should have done. The ignorance in our culture is damn near at demonic levels. This dumbass Sambo, he knows damn well that this dude did specifics for the LGBT. He did specific, uh, Jim Crow Joe did something specific for, for Asians. And at the New York Post, let's remind you, this is on uh, February 25th, 2021. They said that uh, it says, Barack said he supported reparations for African-Americans, but decided the issue was a non-starter during his administration because of white resistance. That's cap. Big cap. And keep in mind, man, Bar Barack's folks, Barack ain't got no folks traced back here. He ain't got no heretics here. So he really don't give a damn about us. You know what I'm saying? So he, you know, he has a lot of tether spirit. So that it, it makes perfect sense. It makes 110% perfect sense because you notice a lot of folks that really speak heavily against us. Many of those coons, they, their ancestry, a lot of them, they ain't traced back here. They don't have no freedman spirit. We know the DNA carries spirit. They don't have no freedman spirit. So of course they really don't give a fuck about the freedman. You don't look at us the same. Oh, by the way, that Stoudemire nigga, has he heard anything about this here? Has he heard anything about this? We need to look at this case. Yesterday, Yona Lubrin, she's also known as Yo-Yo. She was found hanging from a tree in Orlando, Florida, near Westmoreland Drive and Livingston Street. And the way that she was found and the state that she was left in has her family with a lot of unanswered questions to law enforcement. Because law enforcement, they are immediately trying to rule it as a suicide. As usual. You know, look, check this out. Finding any person that looks like this right here, hanging from a tree in 2023 requires a lot more investigation no matter what why do i say that because you have suspects like this right here down there right now you hear that that's where your investigation needs to start with this your investigation needs to start right here with these people orlando police department there's too many questions, especially in this case here, because people that looks like this are not doing that. They're not hanging themselves from no tree. And you know what the problem is, you just don't want to confront it. This is not the first time. You know, there was a case in California where they said it was, you know, this is typical lynching. They had a sister or they had a brother that was hung in California not too long ago when the Ferguson, uh, when the Ferguson um, um, riots was was occurring, you had a brother that was an activist. I believe he was hung. 
Now this is this is okay. October sixth, there was an update. After police say a black woman's hanging death to suicide, Florida community pushes for more investigation. Orlando community members and family are calling on police. Let's pause this for a minute to further investigate the circumstances surrounding 30 year old black woman who was found hanging from a tree. Yona Lubrin, also known as Yo-Yo, was found hanging from a tree in a residential backyard while police were responding to an unattended death call on Thursday, September 28th, around 7.40 a.m. So I, I'm just now hearing about this, which is typical when it comes to somebody black getting lynched. Police cut the woman down from the tree and attempted life-saving measures. She was pronounced dead on the scene. Police have spoken about the incident while investigation is still going on to address false information from social media. They said evidence points to a suicide, but the final cause of death will be determined by a medical examiner. And of course, they'll take forever for that. Now, her family believe the police do not have enough to investigate. Oh, they did. Okay, Yo-Yo's family believes police did not have enough to investigate and acted under an assumption that she took her own life. And see, that's that old good old boy stuff. They always do that. Activists working with the Lubrin family says the incident echoes the death of a black man found hanging in a tree three years ago, which was ruled a suicide case by the same police department. See? Overall, they have not done their due diligence in providing more insight, Yo-Yo's sister Naomi Lubrin said to U.S. Today in an interview Thursday. I feel like they messed up horribly. More than 60 people gathered at Orlando City Hall evening to call the police to further investigate her death, reported by the Orlando Sentinel. Let's see what they got. A video was removed by social media. Let me see. So there was a video of Yo-Yo where she was found dead that circulated on social media, raising questions about how she could have died by suicide in the backyard of a stranger's home. That's interesting. Now, her sister said she's able to push her hand up and touch the house literally so she can stand up. See? That's another telltale sign. Some, this really reminds me of the Alpha Wright case, y'all. I've been talking about this for years. The Alpha Wright case in Hempstead, Texas, about 60 miles away from Jasper, Texas. This reminds me of that case. All right. Naomi also described a number of red flags that she said police should have investigated further. OPD declined to comment on the investigation is still ongoing and therefore is not confirmed the following. The man who took the videos live, or I'm sorry, the man who took the videos lives with another man in, a, in an efficiency unit behind the house Yo-Yo was found at. They were leaving for work when they saw the body and did not call 911. They did not talk, talk to the police that day. Okay, that's a big red flag. Here's the next one. By the time Naomi arrived at the scene from her home in Fort Lauderdale, a few hours after police reported arriving on the scene, police had already packed up and left. That's interesting. Also, here's another red flag. Police said Naomi, or they said police told Naomi that they did not search inside either of the homes because they did not have probable cause. Interesting. Text from Yo-Yo the night before 
show she was with someone she described as creepy. Hmm. She was with someone that was creepy. So I hate to jump to conclusions, but would you would you with a with a killer zaddy? Was you with a creepy ass white dude? I don't know. Anyway, all right. Most brothers, they ain't hanging chicks, man. If they gonna kill a chick, they just gonna kill her. They ain't gonna do all that. I'm just wondering. The next one is witnesses told Naomi they heard a woman making a lot of noise that night. Now her sister says they're not looking into this at all and and then just automatically ruled it as a suicide and now they're rekindling so they don't know what direction to take because they're getting so many contacts from the community. Oh, here we go. Here the rabbit hole gets there. Sisters, you better get a strong black man and cut all this mess out. All right, here we go. So her sister says she was brilliant, smart, intelligent, young lady. She was full of laughter and always gave love. She took care of their disabled mother. It was a, a loving aunt to her nieces and nephews. Naomi said she, that Naomi said that Yona was part of the LGBTQ community and believed in unity above all else. She is a heart of gold. Uh, okay. Well, man. Yeah, man, I don't know. I really don't know what's going on. Interesting, the LGBT ain't really said too much. They say who she was with. The incident feels similar to the death of Navon Baker, who was found hanging in a tree in Orlando in an Orlando park in 2020. Police and medical examiners ruled his death a suicide, but civil rights attorney Ben Crump said Baker's hands were tied, his teeth were missing, and his face was bruised. Calling for further investigation, police refuted this claim. Well, sisters, you better get you a strong black man. Don't be out late at night by yourself. I'm looking at the GoFundMe. Within 24 hours, the, the GoFundMe is saying that within two interesting that this when was this GoFundMe put up six days ago? No word from the LGBT community. They need $85,000, only two grand raised. See, when you're black and you're LGBT, you ain't getting no love. Mm-hmm. See? They, the uh, Orlando police initially described her death as a suspected suicide within 24 hours. They found her around 7.40 a.m. on September 28th, hanging from a tree in a backyard, which was not her home. No search was applied inside the home because they didn't have probable cause. They said the police department is not communicating with the family about the discovery of the case and ruled it out as a suicide. It says uh, details that police overlooked in their investigation, including the condition of Lubrin's car, severely vandalized with all the doors open, and an alleged sexual assault that her family says happened prior to her death. 
Interesting. Hmm. Well, let's see here. Let's look a little deeper in the rabbit hole. Family suspects foul play. Family demands answers. Let me see if I can get... Let me go on YouTube and see if I can find it. You see, you can see the brother covered it. All right. Where is Lakeland? Ain't that in Florida? Hold on. Let's take a look here. Let's turn this up a little bit. This is News Channel 8 at 5 on your side. Good evening, I'm Keith Kate. And I'm Stacy Scheibel. Thank you for joining us. We're going to start tonight with some breaking news because as of just a few moments ago, Kevin McCarthy was ousted as Speaker of the House. Now, it started as a motion from Florida U.S. Representative Matt Gates after McCarthy... All right, let's get to it. North Let me Carolina see. ...as an attack against him personally. All right, here we go. tree on the property this week. And that, straight ahead. Back here at home, a longtime president of a Lakeland Elks Lodge was stunned to find a noose hanging from a tree on the property this week. And he says he views it as an attack against him personally. That noose was discovered at the Lakeland Elks Lodge on Texas Avenue in Lakeland yesterday. News Channel 8's Polk County Bureau reporter Stacey Silva is joining us from the Elks Lodge tonight. Stacey, what are people saying about this? Well, Keith and Stacy, there is no doubt the president here wants accountability for whoever hung a noose from this tree. But he says their actions will not silence him. Back there, we got a food pantry. Harlem Turner says the Rose Heights Elk Lodge is a beacon for good in Northwest Lakeland. Deep freezers full of meat. But this week, it was a site of what appears to be a racially motivated aggression. Turner, the president of the lodge, says he first saw a blue rope hanging from the tree from a distance. When I got close enough, then I realized what the problem was. I realized that somebody had been on this property and had a noose. Turner is adamant he feels the perpetrator was sending a message not to the Elks Lodge, but to him personally. I'm the one that got the mouth, right? I'm the one that ain't scared to speak. Turner says somebody hanging a noose, a known symbol of racism, is a hate crime. Me, I ain't running. I still ain't running. I ain't hiding. I ain't changing nothing I do. And because I'm sending a message to you now, I'm not scared of you. That's the message I want to send to you. Don Brown, the former president of the NAACP Lakeland branch, called Turner after hearing about the news. He says he is appalled. I, along with anyone that will listen to me, will not tolerate that kind of foolishness. The day is over for the foolishness of that kind. Well, NAACP, they got this salamander-looking nigga man talking. But anyway, um... Yeah, man, this sister, uh, Yona Lubrin, real nice-looking sister, man. I'm telling you, you better get a strong black man. You better get a strong black man to quit playing out here. No people may not like the, my tone on the way I say that, man. I'm not bullshitting. It's, it's, I'm trying to find more information about it. Let me see. 
They're not really talking much about it. I'm not seeing anything with the family. Let me see here. Black woman's body found hanging from a tree in Florida. The family wants a more thorough investigation. Yesterday, my baby required 6.30 p.m. in Orlando. It used to be a suicide gather. Okay, so this is the underground media, but what I'm saying is where's the family speaking out? Something's going on here. You're not seeing, I'm not seeing the family saying anything publicly. And this is just on YouTube, so maybe I, okay, let, let me see here. Let me see if I can get some video. Let me see if I can get some video here. Cause cause folks are supposed to I'm we supposed to be hearing about something. Warn you the details are hard to hear. A woman in Orlando was found hanging from a tree. Orlando police have said they believe she committed suicide. But her family thinks that someone else is responsible for her death. West Houston Night Gabriel Gettias explains why her loved ones and activists are now calling for accountability. Damn, how do you make this bigger? My sister was loving, she was cared for, she was my mother's caretaker. The family of Yolna Lubrin okay. says she was a happy-go-lucky woman with a great sense of humor. They say she would have turned 31 years old this month, but she'll never see another birthday. Her life ended in a way her family describes as a mystery that needs to be solved. On September 28th, uh, 2023, Thursday, at approximately 7 a.m. in the morning, the partially nude body of 30-year-old Yolna Lubrin was found hanging from a tree in the back of a home in Orlando, Florida. The Orange County Medical Examiner tells West 2 the cause of Lubrin's death is still under investigation, but Orlando Police Department believes the cause was suicide. In a statement, OPD said in part, while all death investigations are predicated upon the existence of trauma to the body in order to determine a criminal act, our investigation has thus far not revealed any physical injuries other than the ligature marks on the neck caused by the hanging. That's crazy. Because my sister, Yona Ruth Lubrin, did not commit suicide. Lubrin's older sister was joined by two community activists Wednesday morning as she talked about her family's loss. She's not a case number, but she's a person that tragically lost her life. OPD says there's documented history of mental illness, witness statements, and cell phone communications from Lubrin that showed signs of suicide. Uh oh. Lubrin's body was found in the backyard of a home near West Livingston Street and North Westmoreland Drive. Her family says, as far as they know, she had no connection to that neighborhood. That she didn't put herself there, someone had to have put her there. Investigate all individuals who lived or occupied the home of where Mrs. Lubrin's body was found. In Orlando, Seneca Brigadigas, West 2 News. Orlando police says it never takes death cases lightly and that Lubrin's case is still an open investigation. If you or someone you know may be struggling with their mental health, please call 911 or the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. This sounds like foul play. You know, we got another look. We got another issue here where this black woman was brutally beaten in Minnesota in a Minnesota bar. She had serious brain injury. The St. Louis 
City Attorney charged 41-year-old Scott Rebold and 56-year-old Myron Mylan Graviak Grayak with fifth-degree assault two weeks after they allegedly attacked Michelle Folsom, according to a news release from the uh, police Duluth Police Duluth Police Department. So September 13th, she was attacked. She was taken to the hospital, 500 block of North 60th Avenue, and Folsom. The footage shows Folsom speaking with an unidentified woman before things got physical. That's when two men who knew the other woman got involved and began beating up the black woman, leaving her bloodied and unconscious inside a rustic bar. Officials said the unknown woman won't be charged, of course. Police also revealed the prosecutors won't be pursuing heftier charge against the two suspects. No reason was provided as officers said it was in the attorney's office's sole jurisdiction. Now, if that would have been two niggas beating the shit out of, uh, of a Britney Spears chick, man, it would have been crazy. Folsom, who's been updating people about the situation on Facebook, alleges employees at the establishment did not call the police after the attack. Rustic Bar cleaned up my blood that night after I begged them to call the police, she wrote. I got up off the floor from a puddle of my own blood and asked the bartender to call the police, and she didn't. Okay, then we got a, we got a GoFundMe. They say she got post-concussion syndrome, traumatic brain injury. She uploaded graphic pictures of her recovery in the hospital. So let's investigate this. All right, so she got... I'm looking at the GoFundMe, twenty thousand to fifty thousand. All right, so yeah, it's blood all over her shirt. What's the name of that establishment? City of the Loop Police Department. Immediate release. Yeah, they want to re release a press release. Rustic Bar. Black folks do not patronize that bar. You go to the Loop. Don't give them a dime. Rustic Bar Duluth. Remember, they hung some niggas back in the day with Rustic Bar. All right, let's look at Rustic Bar. Looks like a janky-ass, grimy-ass bar. Here's a video at the Rustic Bar. And you know, like I say, nobody should have been assaulted. Man, sisters, man, y'all got to stop going places by yourself, man. You got to stop going places like that, especially a bar place that holds liquor and stuff like that. You, you can't, man, you can't do it. You got to have some folks with you. This is in October. Look what I'm looking at the Rustic Bar to reviews. Somebody said what people are saying, not for POC. Don't go here if you're a person if you're a person of color. The vibe is not it. They treat you in a subpar manner as opposed to the white folks here. This is another person that went to this bar and how they were treated. So there's one of two things. Either this sister didn't know and didn't have a clue, or this sister was one of these sisters talking about, oh, I'm gonna divest. I don't need no black man. One of the two. One of the two. You wouldn't catch me going to no bar like that. Now somebody made this post. In October 2023. Let's see what else they say. Well, like I say, that might be your neighborhood bar. 
That might be your neighborhood bar. Go to news feed. Let's see if I can log in and take a look. All right. Well, I don't have my phone on me, so I'm not going to ask me for a code to log into Facebook. So, so the sister wrote, hold on, I might be able to, okay, here we go. Rustic bar cleaned up my blood. Everything happened to me is on video. Rustic Bar has not given the police a video, but they watched it and said it was the sickest shit they ever seen. Yeah, they, they didn't do anything when she was getting beat. Jeff Flynn is the owner, somebody says. Somebody says this bar needs to be shut down. All right, let me let me take a look here. See, we yeah, we we gotta do our investigation. Contact the news. Hold on. Somebody says contact the news. What what other information? See older updates. We have more information. My mother did ask. Uh-huh. The Duluth PD now posted about the incident and the post they made has, is misleading and disgusting. It's a downright lie. Once the video footage is gathered, it will be seen and everyone will know how disgusting this place is. Yeah, she got blood all over her. I'm just looking at the pictures. All right, so let me read the GoFundMe and, and, you know, let's see what the victim says. All right. Hello, uh, it's a heavy heart I create this. On 9-12, my mom was brutally attacked at Rustic Bar. Katasia Kabir's organizing the fundraiser. By what is believed to be white men and a white woman based off of comments made that night, it seems it could be a hate crime. Okay. Witnesses have said a white man was seen stomping and kicking my mother in the head while she was on the ground. See, stomping, even if you even if you was drunk and said, okay, well, I'm gonna beat this beat this woman's ass, whatever, the stomping and the kicking, there's nothing that sister could have did to where you stomping and kicking her. That sounds like you hate somebody. When you kicking somebody, you, you, you we might need to pull up summer. Stomping and kicking my mother in the head while she was on the ground. Her clothes and shoes had drag marks indicating she was dragged on her side and she woke up alone in the dark parking lot of the bar. Somehow she made it to me. I was at work about four to five minutes walking distance from the bar. My mother was covering her own blood crying. She was unaware of what happened. Someone attacked me. Help me. What happened to me? To see my mother like this broke my heart. They broke her nose. They hit her so hard that her teeth went through her lip creating a hole. Two black eyes. Uh, I called 911 right away. They rushed her to a hospital. So, yeah, the bar hasn't done anything. They didn't do anything. They were along with it. 
Yeah, I, 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 I believe that this sister was brutally attacked by a hate crime. Maybe she did. I don't think she really knew about that bar. Maybe she was just going in for a drink. While all you hip hop 50th anniversary ass niggas is sitting up there worrying about Jim Crow Joe's nuts you want to suck on the next voting block. We need a we need an anti-black crime bill. We need an anti-black crime bill. And this goes back to this right here. Ain't nobody stepping for us. Oh, they just show, okay, Black Lives Matter organization praise Hamas sparks backlash. They're not really showing anything, though. They're just, this is something off of Newsweek. That's what I'm saying. These folks over in other places, they ain't really riding for us like that. Now, let's go back to the Rustic Bar police update, city of Duluth. Yeah, this kind of tells me I need to be on my P's and Q's if I'm up there. Original press or release. Men were issued citations. Minnesota statute does not allow them to be taken into custody. The two females involved in the initial physical confrontation will not be charged. Yeah. Yep. This September September 18th is when the update was. But the attack was on when? September 13th. This was happening around midnight. Surveillance video was requested on September 14th. The bar owner gave it to us. The, the, the bar owner gave it to, 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 the, to the police on Saturday, the 16th. The video showed two females having a conversation to turn physical. That's when two males became involved in a confrontation and assaulted the female. The C... Now, y'all got to keep in mind something. I want y'all to really understand something here. That Montgomery chair, that Alabama chair, they still feeling a certain way about that. They feeling a certain way about that. When did that happen? That happened in August. The Montgomery beatdown, the riverfront ass whipping, that happened in August. These folks is looking. Let me tell you something. These folks are looking for any soft targets that they can. This happened to the sister in September. The sister that got hung, that happened in when? September. These folks is getting misdemeanor charges for a brutal beating. This is crazy. The prosecutors won't be pursuing heftier charges. Yeah, that sister does not need to go there. And this is pertinent what I'm about to say here. Here's another sambo. This is from Business Insider. A prominent black voting rights activist says there are no there are saboteurs within the Democratic Party who don't want Curry Kamala to succeed, arguing they're worried about her outshining Biden. Now, mind you, we got all this going on. Latosha Brown, 
Says she feels Democrats have undermined the VP. So you, that's what I'm saying. You got a bunch of Negroes like this. They think that what's happening to to sisters like that, to uh, Yona Lubrin and the sister in Duluth, Minnesota, they think that's okay. They don't think we should have no crime bill. They don't. They don't think we should have act black. Let me see who this Latosha Brown is. Voting rights activist. Let me see who this Negro is. Selma, Alabama. Oh, Lord. It's one of these Selma niggas. All right. True speech consulting. All these Negroes got all these little consulting firms all the time. Black voters matter. Voter suppression as if niggas can't vote. Emphasizing the importance of supporting black women and girls from a young age, citing the intersection of racism and sexism is an experience. U.S. Human Rights Network Congressional Progressive Caucus Center. Yeah, this one, another boule Negro. Obama White House Champions Change Award 2010. Yeah, this is the, yeah, I, yeah, I, I knew exactly what we were dealing with. Black Voters Matter, one of these, yeah, one of those Negroes. One of these wig wearing Negroes talking about old sister girl with her Timberland boots and her curry rice. Yeah. Yep. I I don't need to say anymore that I think y'all got the message. Oh, sister girl, sister girl's going to get outshined by the forgetful man, by forgetful Jones. Sister girl's going to get outshined. Now, here's that article I want to talk about. I want to see if I can find a video, but this is Chicago locals shame city into canceling plans to turn a Munson Parks football pitch field house into migrant shelter and say the sports facility keeps local youngsters from joining gangs. People like that that I just talked about, they ain't saying nothing about that. That Stoudemire, bat, that lanky bitch ass basketball playing ass nigga, he ain't gonna say nothing about this. Damn man, these NBA ass rap ass niggas, man, they don't stand for nothing. They don't say anything. As long as they can bounce their fucking ball and run up and down the court like a fucking orangutan, they they don't have no problem with that type of shit. As long as they can, as long as they can become a Benjamin Bedbuck, gets big, burly, and buckish, big, burly, buckish, and cowardly. Chicago officials have walked back plans to turn a Parks football pitch field house into a migrant shelter. After protests from by furious locals who argued the facility provided a safe space for the city use. Good. Good. Last week, hundreds joined the Windy City Dolphins Youth Football League to protest the plan to turn the Amundsen Park Fieldhouse into an emergency shelter for about 200 asylum seekers as the city struggles with more than 17,000 migrants who have arrived since August 2022. 
That's 20,000. That's damn near 20,000 more people. Man, that's a fucking Drake concert. I know who I am. First of all, I'm Roland Martin. I'm a man. Okay. I'm a man. Do you first. identify as a black man? No, you, they, they, no, they don't identify as black people. They identify as boule Democrats. Broke, burly, and buckish. Big, burly, broke, broken, boule, Biden, butt-kissing, nut-sucking, scrotum-sucking-ass niggas. That's what they identify as. Are you a black man? No, I identify as a man. First of all, yeah, that's the kind of Negroes we dealing with. We still dealing with niggas like that. You know, other cultures, you know, white people, when they, when they have a coon, they don't tolerate it. Ukrainians, when they have a coon, they don't tolerate it. Latinos, when they have a coon, they don't tolerate it. Other cultures don't tolerate sambos, saboteurs. They don't do that. What is the penalty if you're a white man? You call a nigger lover. If you're a white man and you ain't down with white supremacy, and you, you're called a nigger lover. Yeah, you got to hang out with the niggers. <laughs> you got to hang out with the Negroes. You remember in Roots, the next generation, that white dude that was checking out the system? He's like, oh, you're intelligent. She could read. He wanted some of that warm pocket chocolate. He wanted some of that. And his daddy was like, wait a minute. Yeah, we do. We might do business with them. They might work for us. We don't sleep with no niggers. We don't pass our genetic legacy to no niggers. He basically told him, hey, you down for the blacks, man. You're a nigger now. You're <laughs> you a nigger now. You're a real nigger. You want to be a nigger? You want to be one of them? Okay. And he gave up the family and family name. Straight up. I, I'm proud of the black folks in Chicago for putting the boots on these folks' necks. Like, wait a minute, man. Y'all keep talking about black on black crime. Oh, it's black on black crime and it's the gangs and all this. They trying to keep these niggas off the street and you trying to basically kick these little these little young black black kids out. The Galewood community gathered again on Monday to protest the city's plan, which proposes the field the football field stays open to the public while the outfield is turned into a shelter and off limits. Activists argue kids and community members need the outfield for their activities, which they do. The park serves as a home to six football teams, four cheerleading teams, as well as after-school programs and senior care services. Many have slammed Mayor Brandon Johnson for the proposal. That's another probably a probably broke a pro he's a broken buck. One of your Negro mayors that was replaced by you know uh, dr Chicago's drunk uncle Thunderbird Lightfoot. They got her out the paint and they got got a big burly buck. And you know they always get a nigga with a beard because you trust him. <laughs> you trust a nigga with a beard. You're like hey he one of us. They get a big burly buck to run the plantation and he's proud of it. How dare you make a decision without sitting down with us, said one protester according to CBC, according to CBS News. I'm proud of I'm proud of the Chicagoans, man. Holy shit.
More than 10,000 in shelters and close to 3,200 staying at police stations. In O'Hare International Airport, the city government said it has so far allocated $300 million in aid. So you telling me, listen to me, man. It said, in an effort to mitigate the crisis that has overwhelmed Chicago and New York, the Biden administration said it would resume deporting Venezuelans in another stark reversal on migration policy that follows the president's move to resume border wall construction. Last month, Johnson quietly signed a $29 million contract with a security firm to build migrant base camps. Damn. Man, that, that nigga ain't shit. This is crazy. Man, let me tell you something. Nigga, y'all could end the fucking BD, the so-called BDGD war in Chicago, nigga, in six months, man. You cash out them gang-banging ass niggas about five. You cash out the you cash out them niggas 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 thousand dollars a piece. Tell them niggas, man, man, you you shoot any you shoot any fellow gang member, nigga, you doing a life sentence. Give the niggas fifty thousand dollars. Y'all think I'm bullshit? Y'all think I'm really being facetious? I'm not bullshit. I'm dead ass serious. You go to every gang banging ass nigga in Chicago and put sixty seventy thousand dollars in his hand and say, nigga, you either take this to build a business, even if you gotta leave Chicago. If you don't, nigga, you're getting a life sentence. Chicago will change. Chicago will fucking change. Well, DP, why why are you speaking on Chicago? You ain't from Chicago. Nigga, I know money. I know economics. You giving it to people anyway. You giving you giving motherfuckers sixty thousand dollars anyway. It's gonna come back to the tax. Man, look, look at this shit. Look, 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 look at the cost. L- listen to this. This ain't I'm not just babbling. I'm not plebiscite babbling. Look. Meanwhile, in New York, the migrant surge has overwhelmed the city, which has seen over 120,000 new arrivals since last August. Nigga, that's 60,000 people every six months. Estimated cost to accommodate them is set to $12 billion over three years. The staggering yearly cost is equal to the city's sanitation, fire, and park department's budget combined. The historic Roosevelt Hotel in Manhattan dubbed the New Ellis Island by one city official has become the registering point for the migrants and is currently housing 3,000 asylum seekers. But I guess you can't give black folks that. Well, I'm going to leave it up to y'all. I guess I'm just making things up. I guess Latinos created hip hop. I guess we need to pay extra taxes so a bunch of illegals could come and just enjoy the fruits of the foundation of black Americans labor. I guess that's it. So I rest my case. Have at it. We didn't make hip hop. We don't need no reparations. I want a hug. I want an apology. And I want a chicken sandwich from Popeye's. That's all I want. And a jab. Give me a booster shot, a jab, a chicken sandwich, a white woman. I broke down 2004 Cadillac, DTS, and we good. I don't need nothing else. Y'all enjoy yourself. <laughs>